This Bee Podcast Network show is presented by IXL. Loved and trusted by more than 1 million teachers, IXL enhances your teaching and takes work off your plate so you can make an even bigger impact on your students. Yeah, IXL delivers personalized learning across a comprehensive pre-K-12 curriculum, including math, language arts, science, and social studies, and helps you assess student performance through actionable, real-time insights. Strengthen daily instruction, close knowledge gaps quickly, and set every student up for success. Want to bring IXL to your school? Learn more at IXL.com forward slash B. That's IXL.com forward slash B-E. We're proud to be sponsored by MyFlex Learning. MyFlex Learning is a scheduling platform that helps middle and high schools meet the individual needs of all students. Schools can easily create and manage time for FlexBlocks. Win time, activity periods, RTI, counselor and teacher appointments, and much more. And with its built-in accountability tool and reporting features, MyFlex Learning solves your challenges around getting kids where they need to be and understanding how flex time is spent. Yeah, make your flex time work for you. Visit MyFlexLearning.com slash BE to learn more and receive $500 off the first year. That's MyFlexLearning.com slash BE. So why does it have to be tweets and it can't be twits? Because that's dumb. That's hurtful. Edutech Guys Radio. Radio.edutechguys.com. The opinions expressed on the site this program for those who participants are not intended to and do not necessarily reflect the opinions of any specific educational entity, sponsor, company, state, or government agency. <laughs> <laughs> Hello and welcome to this episode of EduTech Guys Radio, brought to you by Southwest Arkansas Education Cooperative and Hope Public Schools. I am one of your hosts, David Henderson. I'm uh, Greg Moore. I, I, I beat you to it. Can't have it. And I'm Jeff Madlock. <laughs> <laughs> uh, in case you're not aware, this is going to be our Halloween show. <laughs> <laughs> We're, this is also the first show back from the road, so we're all just a little bit punch drunk. Yeah, we punch were off drunk, last week, so we're all rested up and we're a little bit punch drunk. Yes, exactly. We're Later, off, Greg we're and I are going to fight right here over the table. We're, we're, we're okay. off. We're off every week, but we just weren't on air. Last <laughs> week. That's sad. It is sad. Um, I was actually trying to tweet, <coughs> got lost. Oh dear. Well, don't tweet. Hey, welcome to radio.edutechguys.com. Uh, Dot. <laughs> We're glad that you're here for the radio show. You can catch us on the Tweeter. <laughs> tweet, not the woofer. Don't go to the woofer. It's the Twitter. Or the subwoofer. Yeah, you can check us there at, at edutechguys.com. Catch us on the web, www.edutechguys.com. If you would, go down to the bottom and uh, fill out the old contact subwoofer. form and subwoofer. tell us what's going down and how, what's happening in your edge of the woods and what your edtech adventure is. We'd always like to hear about those. Um, also, catch us on iTunes. If you go to the iTunes podcast area, you can look up EduTech Guys and listen to the past 19 shows. 19 shows. 19, 19 shows. 19. Is this 20? Is this that right? Is, are we 20. in 20? We are at episode 20. 20. This is 20. At least that's what the show notes say. I don't know. Maybe the show notes are lying to me. Uh, no, I think the show notes are I pretty truthful. Right. Yeah, because last week was supposed to be 20 and we were off. We were off okay. last week, yeah. Um, uh, but yeah, so episode um, 20, we've been doing this for 20 weeks now. Uh, we've been a... A lot of places. We just got back from Jamp two weeks ago, All around and we really around. haven't. We'll probably discuss a little bit about that. We we did a show from there, so if you got to tune in, then you heard some really cool stuff, including and, the uh, crowd going. Yeah, <laughs> loud there the a lot of folks in the in the room. Um, they were not throwing rotten fruit <laughs> this time. 
This they time. They just didn't have any. <laughs> That's probably the reason they fresh. weren't throwing it, isn't it? <laughs> fresh. So fresh. <laughs> David's stuck in the in the indie's music mode today. I am. I don't know what it is. But yeah, um, we're glad to be back. It's good to be back in, in Hope, Arkansas. We want to thank the Southwest Ar- Arkansas Educational Cooperative and Hope Public Schools for allowing us to do this every week and uh, being our quasi, uh, not sponsor. Moto? What's the word I'm looking for? Moto. Uh, moto? Yeah. Moto. Or Quasimodo. Oh! <laughs> oh. Even I didn't pick up on that one. I'm like, Moto? This, this is, this is going to be a punny Halloween no. show right here. Come no. on. Now we're going to have to throw it down. Now, this, yeah. <laughs> Greg was hit with the virtual gauntlet, and now we are going to go to town. I am offended, good sir. <laughs> I can't wait. I'm looking forward to a good punny show. And I, I have to tell you, I'm not that punny, but these two guys are ridiculous. Oh, gosh. The trip to Minneapolis. And we're punny. <laughs> <laughs> yes, the trip to Minneapolis was. It was, it was, it was nonstop. The plane, off the plane, in the airport. I, we were the bane of everyone else's existence who was in within earshot. You know, <laughs> the bane. Oh. That is kind of true. I, it is odd. It is odd to go out with these guys, but not. It's not really. I mean, they look well, funny. They look funnier than yeah. they are. <laughs> <laughs> Dang, that's two points to David. <laughs> And even with Freddie and Sean, it was five, so it's still on. (laughs) I'm like the Pillsbury Doughboy. I'm on a roll. Oh, dang. I'm I'm falling behind here. I'm like the Royals yesterday. Mm. All right, we're going to have to calm him down. Okay, sorry. (laughs) Hey, I hope your your time out there in the old education classes, it's really funny. We're getting close to the holiday seasons. And when you get close to Thanksgiving and, and uh, Halloween and Christmas, not in that order, um, Kwanzaa and lots of, lots of stuff going on, lots of parties, lots of kids very excited about things. This week, uh, we'll give you one more quick heads up. It is Wednesday. Tomorrow night, there is a full moon, and Halloween is Saturday. Teachers, you have been warned. Oh. So by Friday, these kids should be hyped up like nobody's business. And Monday, they're going to come back having shoved 7,200 Kit Kats in their mouth over the weekend. <laughs> So uh, you know it's gonna be it's gonna be sugar infusion on I'm Monday. Chaos. Try that. <laughs> That's a lot of Kit Kats. At one time. That's a lot of Kit Kats. Yeah, meow. Um, <laughs> but yeah, lots of stuff happening though. I, here. You guys are just you're just trying to make me look bad at this point is what it is. I'm not keeping up here. <laughs> We're on a roll. Hey, but seriously, um, <laughs> if you get a chance, please go by the website oh, www.edutechguys.com. <laughs> Take a look at the bottom of the contact form. Um, New thing we'd like to hear from you for. Tell us about your ed tech adventures. What are you doing in the classroom? What are you doing at your campus? Uh, what are you doing at your school district? What are you doing personally? Um, a lot of teachers have a lot of agendas that are there that are great educational agendas that they are working on personally. Maybe you're in grad school. Uh, maybe you're working on that master's or that PhD. Please let us know. We'd love to discuss it on the on the, the uh, site. If you would like to be on the show, we're always open to people being on the show. Um, email either Dave at David, sorry, my bad. David at edutechguys.com or Jeff at edutechguys.com. And we can uh, point you in a direction of our appointment setup so that you can actually pick a time you'd like to come on the show and schedule yourself. 2 a.m. Well, on a Sunday night. That's <laughs> <laughs> yes, right. Live. Come on in. That's right. Uh, and and I, if I'm not mistaken, we will actually um, embed that on edutechguys.com 
So you have to be able to go there and pick your slot. We will. Yes. Fancy. Yeah, that's coming up. That's, we haven't implemented that yet, but that's on. We, the, we're actually the doing it. We were testing it to make sure that it works. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Pretty much exactly. what it comes so down look to. Look forward to the bugs and odd behavior. The bugs. It is Halloween. So, yeah. you know, and in the meantime, uh, as you're listening uh, or watching on Periscope, which I don't, can't remember if we mentioned that or not, but we are on Periscope. Hey, um, look us up, EduTech Guys, uh, on Twitter. Uh, reach out to us at EduTech Guys, and um, that's how we can chit chat. You can also go to mixler.edu. No. Mixler.com slash guys and chat with us that way. Um, We don't have visual on the Periscope, so we don't know if you're chatting or giving us us props as the other. That was my bad. I forgot the term. We're losing all of the proper terminology for these services. How will people know what a like is if it's not a like? I mean, it's it's not a like. It doesn't make any sense. Give us a simile. A (laughs) metaphor. (laughs) Metaphors be with you. Metaphors do all. Dang, four. He's just nailing you. I'm dude. just like I'm, you're, I'm. I'm. I'm embarrassed. I know. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm just. Have to, I'm right. just going to leave. You know, you're representing the HPS Tech Department. Here. <laughs> the, you're letting us down. The, the HPS. HPS. What is? What is this? Is it across yeah. the pond? I mean, no. it's Halloween yes. public schools. Halloween. <laughs> 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 so later tonight, I will be sitting down watching um, the the uh, some of my favorite Halloween shows. They're all coming on. You know. The different channels, ABC schedules out, and uh, one of my favorite ones. A trivia question here. It has Bette Midler in it. Oh yes. Anybody know what that one's I do. called? What's I do. it called? It is Hocus Pocus. Hocus Pocus, the greatest, in my opinion. That's six points for David. <laughs> <laughs> one of the greatest Halloween shows out there. Um, so let's get into the the knockdown and drag out of it. Uh, last week we were at uh, the J Nuck. Conference week, week before last, I swear it feels like it oh, was last, feel week. Like last week. Right. I know because yeah, we skipped a week. Yeah, but uh, we were we were there for five days and um, lots of cool stuff happened. Uh, we were we were very impressed with everything. Uh, if you heard the show last week, you found out that IBM's moving <laughs> the majority of their users to MacBooks. Yep, two weeks ago. Two weeks ago. <laughs> I keep saying that. How about a week ago? Oh, sorry. <laughs> it seems like just last. I week. know it, it does, but but yeah. Anyway, yeah. If you ever get a chance to visit <clears throat> Minneapolis, really nice city. Very cool. Yeah. Um, there seems to be a new startup city. There's a lot mm. of in- mm-hmm. industry there. I would I would would guess uh, you know I would take the I would guess to say that JNUC has brought in JAMP has brought in a lot of other businesses oh, yeah. to, oh, sure. to that area. But a uh, really neat city, really neat MDM, and. Uh, Pretty soon we'll talk MDMs if we ever get some uh, feedback of anyone that would like to talk about MDMs. What? <laughs> nice. There you One go. One point for Greg. Yay. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, topics today, we're going to talk again about integration of technology in the classroom. Mm, platforms and all that good platforms stuff. Platforms and good. Now, we know we talk about this a lot, but here at the, the good old EduTech guys, we're trying to make sure that we are keying in on the show on the topics and areas that we should be discussing right. for the listeners that we, we do have. <laughs> yeah, and so, all two um, of them. You know, <laughs> it's really interesting. The, I think there's three major players right now in the education system. It depends on there's what There's really you, two major players and maybe three pieces I think, of hardware. I think before we delve too far into it, I think we need to define what we mean by platform. So, you know, if, you, if you're talking to a tech guy and, they, and you say platform, they're going to go, okay, were you talking about, like, you know, Microsoft as a platform? We're talking about, like, using Windows and Windows Server and that sort of thing. Um, if you talk to a teacher about platform, if you get something besides, you know, a look of confusion, um, they're, they're probably going to be thinking something more like Microsoft Office versus Google Docs versus, you know, that sort of thing. So 
what in your mind, when you when when someone says this is the platform that we use at <coughs> Hope Public Schools or whatever, what what comes to mind with the word platform? You know, I think for me it would be when when we're talking about classroom platform. Right. I mean, I think that's what I'm talking about. Is like okay. your, your, you know, so so in the teacher's hands. In the teacher's hands. Right. You know, what is the technical term that, that everyone uses for that? A learning management system. LMS or whatever. Well, LMS. I, you know, see, that, and, that and makes you think of something different. Well, that's yeah. what I was going to say. Is that what you're talking no. about when you say platform? Right. Exactly. I, did, I generally do not think of LMS as being the platform that you're using, although. It, it could, could very be. well be. Depends you know, on you right. know, if you're an online school or whatever. Yeah, I mean, right. if you're going to you know, center yeah. everything. If it was Moodle or something like that, right. that's you know, different. If you're talking right. about a blended environment or fully on, fully But see, online. I think there's what, there's the, here's a really interesting thing. Uh, we, we've been seeing a lot in our state of people moving, well, people that haven't already moved there, moving to Google Apps for Education. Oh, yeah. And it's interesting, Google Apps for Education did not start out as an LMS. No. But their integration creation of Classroom. Yeah. Google Classroom. Google Classroom has moved them into an LMS, and they keep They're that getting one. real close. They're so. getting really close to it. Yeah, exactly. But, you know, for platform, I do think I, that's what platform, you know, how are we handling, you know, how we're disseminating how, information. How, like, what, what are the tools that we standardize right. for the, you know, like you said, the dissemination of education. So, yeah, so that's what, what you mean by platform. That's what we're going to be talking about by platform. What, what tools do you standardize on? And... Just sort of as a as an aside to that, I think one of the interesting discussions that that I hear quite a bit on platform is not necessarily okay, we use this platform, we use that platform, but whether or not you actually stick to or like mandate a single platform. Some schools you'll go to and or you'll talk to their techs and they they go, okay, well, we let the teachers pick whatever they want, and so they don't really have a, a centrally standardized. Okay, this is you know our platform. Sure. Um, whereas others, they do have a very centralized, very sort of uh, a very top-down sort of mm-hmm. sort of administrative, where it's like, okay, this is the tool we've chosen. This is what everybody's going to use, and you know, hey, so sorry if you tr- want to use anything else. That's 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 all you have to choose from. So. Uh, so I think th- that's a great question. Is that a bad thing? I don't well, see. There are there are pros and cons. There are okay, and so uh, there's there's a there's a district nearby. Um, and they were one platform period. And I will tell you straight up, they were 100% Microsoft 100% of the time. They, I'm trying to think if they were, they had, they, I don't even think they had access to anything if it was not Microsoft. I don't now, know of any district that has ever been like that, <laughs> us, like <laughs> five years ago. Okay, yeah. right. Okay, yeah. now here's the thing. Their technology person left the one who had essentially mandated that. And and I'm not saying that's good, bad, ugly. I'm just right. saying that's the way it was. Right. That's what was mandated. They have a new tech who has come in, and that tech has basically said that they prefer Google as their platform, and right. they are easing teachers into it by saying, if you want to play with it, check it out, then we'll set you up with Google. And at this point, they're doing everything in Google except mail because they already have their mail set up in 365. Ah, okay. And so, um, oops. And so they, uh, I lost my train of thought when I knocked my microphone. Um, <laughs> but, okay, so, but but again, you know, this new tech person enjoys Google. Right. You know, and they were, I mean, really, he, they, they were pretty flabbergasted that, that that was not even an option at this district. <laughs> well... And 
gathering inf the, the information, the feedback kind of that I'm getting is that really um, that tech is really wanting to push Google as, as the platform. The, as the so new platform. really doing a, you know, a, a, a 180 from where they were. Yeah. Right. So that kind of goes to that top down. You know, it's the tech who's essentially driving that decision. And, and again, right. you know, is that good, bad? Right. So in addition to what platform you have, you have is the platform enforced or not? And then from which direction, top down or bottom up? So right. are the teachers, you know, is are the teachers making the decision? And then, you know, the the administration says, okay, this is the platform we're sticking to it. Or is it from bottom up where it's like, okay, everybody use whatever you want and just you know solve your problems your own way. So we've got three different elements here right. that we've got in play. <laughs> um, and he, there's a you you go to different schools and th just those three elements actually set the tone or or sort of expose the tone of of the education in that school. Just it, you you can ask like those three questions, and get a pretty good picture of what their educational environment is like and what their what their sort of social dynamic is among the teachers and the administration and the tech department. Um, and yeah, so we've got pros and cons with all of that. Um, First pro or con that comes to mind, uh, for us anyway, so just, just as full disclosure, at Hope Public Schools, we're mostly pretty much top-down standardized on Google Apps as the platform. Uh, we used to be Microsoft. Uh, and then on the, on the, uh, as far as the technology in the teacher's hands, we're pretty much standardized on Apple stuff. So we've got MacBooks for the teachers, and we've got iOS devices for the students, um, and that's sort of the platform that we generally push. Mm -hmm. uh, we've we've dipped our toes in the water of Chromebooks just recently. Um, but that's the, the general platform. It's sort of mostly, it was initiated by the tech department, so it was essentially top down. Um, you know, do you think that the uh, the hardware, maybe not in our district, but in other districts, do you think the hardware helps drive what platform they're going to use? I think it. I think maybe. I think it can, and I think it also, I think it also kind of, more than just drive, I think it eliminates options more than it. Like if you standardize on iOS for your students, well, Microsoft Office up until just recently kind of wasn't an option there. So that eliminates options. Right. Well, and that's what I was going to say. I, to me, I think it sort of guides the potential for what you, you know. Eventually settle on. Yeah, what platform you're going to roll out. Because if you are primarily, frankly, if you're primarily a Windows shop with a Microsoft networking environment, there's a pretty good chance that that district is standardized on the Office platform, right. whether it's 365 or it's the offline, you know, uh, 2016 or whatever number they're up to now. Right, exactly. You know, and and so, but I think I think that's part of, um, I think that's part of what drives that though is is the hardware that they have in place, um, and I think as districts either open up to having multiple types of devices from different OS uh, providers, um, so either as they open up for that or. If there is a push from the bottom, say, um, then I think I, they may be open to that. I hate the fact that I characterized that. it that way. That all of a sudden the teachers are on the bottom and the tech. Area. Well, because really, right? It's not. It's not. But right. but but by the same token, that is generally how it's perceived. Just yes. because, um, in in and I guess we should maybe I don't know, disclaimer for lack of a better description, in 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 our perspective for the purposes of this particular discussion, when we're talking about top down, bottom up. Um, Top down in that in many districts, 
the technology department is considered a part of administration. Right, and they and set so policy. And so therefore, right, and they, exactly, and they set policy, they set direction, and so therefore um, it's being rolled out from that in, in the scope of technology department being at the top. They make decisions. As opposed to when we talk about bottom-up being kind of a grassroots, that is, right. the folks in the classrooms are governing Say, hey, what's I, we happening. Want this. Right, right, exactly, and basic, basically saying, listen, tech department, this is the way we're going to go. Right. So, yeah, this is, not, this is not meant to be derogatory right. or, you know, or inflammatory to any particular group of folks. Yes. It's just for the purposes of, of trying to kind of picture in your mind right. how things are laid out. Generally, that's how it is. So, you know, again... So maybe 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 bottom up is the wrong description, yes. but but um, teacher driven uh, driven. Whatever, there you yes. go, teacher driven and tech driven, and tech driven. Or, or administration driven. Because sometimes the, the well, administration that, is very opinionated. Uh, well, and that's true. And, and administration is the top. Right. Exactly. So, you know, tech, top is, down tech is, is usually right in the middle. Yeah. Exactly. You know? Exactly. So. I think that's a good that's a good way. We'll we'll, we'll change the terminology. Yes, here. there we go. All right, so classroom driven and technology department driven or administration, administration driven. driven. Right. So yeah. So yeah, depending on I think most of that depends on where in your district you have the individuals who are interested in the actual tech side of the technology. Um, if you've got a district where you've got a lot of very tech savvy, very engaged, very I hate to use the word savvy just because that's such a loaded term. It's like, oh, I'm not savvy. You know, I'm not good with technology. Right. But you know, you've, you've got a lot of teachers that are on fire and they're, they have an opinion on technology. Then I think that often leads to a, a classroom-driven approach. Mm-hmm. Um, whereas if you've got a district where the tech department is, you know, likes to stay on the bleeding edge and, and push things, then it usually winds up being that department-driven and so on and so forth. Uh- Real quick, I would I would like to also throw in there, if your tech department is the opposite. Ah, yes, if they're right? the anchor. So if you're, yes, exactly. The, you know, you they're going to drag them into feet. the. Yes. yes, we've seen that too. You know, and and I think and I think that's a big part of it. I, I really do. I think I think if you have a tech department that is not willing to try new things and and move forward with uh, other ways of doing things, that that can also determine the platform. Yes, absolutely. Yes, um, so. I think some of the benefits, let's talk about benefits and drawbacks of those sorts of things sure. for a moment. So from the perspective of like a grassroots, of a, of a, of a classroom-driven uh, platform choice, uh, I think a lo- one of the benefits, of course, is the fact that one of the weaknesses, at least that we see in our district, is a lot of the time, when it, with, a, with a, a middle down or a, a tech department pushed sure. um, sort of platform is... The tech department might get real excited about platform, and they might have evaluated it from a tech de- from a technical perspective of okay, this is great because it works on all of our devices. Mm-hmm. This is great because it meets our network needs. It's not heavy or whatever. This is great because we can get it on all the devices very quickly and easily. There's low licensing costs. The, you know the technical and practical ends of things. Sure. But then some of the time that doesn't always translate into a, a useful tool in the classroom. Uh, that is so true. Or it has an interface <laughs> that. Is maybe you know immediately apparent to a tech person that goes, oh yeah, you click this button here and you go down to the sub menu and then oh this funny sixteen syllable long word that's an acronym that means this thing and I understand that but you know then it actually gets into a teacher's hands and they're like you guys are all completely bonkers right, right. yes um, <laughs> you know and, and we run into that a lot we do and I and and not to offend anyone out there but I think 
that over the years, and it's probably always been this way, it, it is very tech-driven in education. I'd like, I know we'd like to think it's top-down or you know whatever, but I really want to say that the majority of what I see is what's the cheapest and easiest way to go. That's, a lot that, of the time. That's winning out in most places. A lot of the time. Yeah, I would and, agree. And, and then we back it up with you know, things like, well, it's got a keyboard. Right. Or, you know, well, you know, we, we try to, we try to justify need. our decision that our real decision that we don't want to state where it's like, oh, yeah, this is the cheapest option or this is the easiest from the technology perspective. Yeah. Right. We go, oh, well, this meets the mandated requirements that I just wrote. Right. So, <laughs> well, and the, and the other thing that, that's really interesting is, is that everywhere you go, um, the majority of the time the teachers are using a, a, a slightly different piece of technology than the students are. Right. Especially in one to one. Right. You know, and we see that. They might be using Chromebooks, but the teachers still have Windows machines. Yeah. Or they're using MacBook Airs. Right. And so, you know, that means that that Chromebook, you know, to the kids is their whole platform. But to the teacher, it's just the web browser. Right. Right. And so the teacher has to integrate a whole new concept of using that platform. Yeah, they've got to understand their and device and on, then their students' on devices. On their device, exactly. Right. Or, you know, we see a lot of that. We don't right. see yeah. enough of it. And then I think the other thing that happens is, is that, with most teachers, if they do have both devices, if right. their their main machine is a MacBook Air, and the students are using iPads, and the teacher also has an iPad, well, we just we just threw the teacher a, a big old learning curve curveball. Right, exactly. Sure. You know, sure. like great. Now, while you're doing everything on this machine, go ahead and figure out this one where you're going to integrate it into your classroom and use right. it constantly. Right while also using your other device. Right. So, you know, that, that's, so that would be that would be a disadvantage to a, a top or middle down or a administrative or technical tech side pushed sort of approach because, yeah. okay, we made decisions that made sense from a technical perspective or from a, mo a money perspective <clears throat> or whatever, and then the teacher has this additional burden in the classroom where it complicates the actual dissemination of, you know, educating kids, which is, yeah. you know, that's kind of the whole point of, that's why we're education and not right. technology, right. you know. Well, and, I, you know, I, and, and I love the, that, that whole illustration, uh, you know, if, and this is something, I don't know, I can't remember if, if Jeff, you've actually posted this anywhere other than just us talking about it, but um, at, at one point that we had a discussion about, the, especially in one-to-one, -one, you, many districts claim to be one-to-one, -one, but they're not really one-to-one -one with the same device because the teachers have a different device. Or, frankly, you claim to be one-to-one -one in a district, uh, you being generic, um, a district claims to be one-to-one, -one, uh, and yet their, even their bookkeeping uh, personnel right. can't be on the same device because actually what they use for their financial or student information system is actually not compatible with the quote-unquote one-to-one device right. that has been rolled out to everybody else in the district. We don't know what that's like. Yeah, uh, you know, exactly. Yeah, and, and, and so now, really, can you, can you say you're one-to-one? Well, well uh, yes, you can say you're one-to-one, yeah. right? Everybody's got a device, sure. but the question is, are you... Are you? Is it a single platform? Is it a is single it a platform? One but to one? It, it, we have to say, even in our state, we know that that is pretty much impossible. Yes. Because we we might have the same hardware across the board, but to achieve certain things with our SIF and our you know our administrative protocol with the state, we have to maybe put another pro another platform on a platform to right. achieve right. that. Right. 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 So, but um, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's still not the same thing. I mean, it's still you're right. But, but you know, I, I, you heard me say it several times. 
you if you can run the same platform mm -hmm. that the students. kids are running then that proves then you've that got proves, a point you can yeah, say exactly. that in our business um a lot of people say well it's real world yeah it's real world well exactly. real world in the last five years in That's the last two especially is you know there are some 20 somethings out there that will rock your face off with a cell phone yes right and they're running what their business. What's what's the term for it? Uh, the, the the mobile workforce or what have yeah, you? The right. mobile workforce. Right. And, and so, I'll be honest with you. In the last few months, even my opinion of one to one has changed, hmm. because as as I see more and more schools that do one to one, and one to one actually means a ten or fifteen percent usage in the integration of the of the, the, the piece into the classroom right. for it, actual using usage. Using a, a sure. tiny portion of the then device. Then I can go. Well, there's no reason for a school district to spend three hundred dollars or two fifty on a, on a Chromebook or you know four hundred dollars or five hundred dollars on an iPad or whatever. Just BYOD, mm -hmm. because our you know if you're using Google Apps or Office three sixty five, it's going to work on any device that you have. And the kids are going to use that device so, to achieve the concept of, I've got to write a paper. I right. have to make a presentation. I have so to read this PDF. That, that brings up sort of the next point of, okay, where is platform important to standardize? So whenever a platform choice is made uh, from the classroom side, oftentimes what happens is you'll have a, a set of clusters of teachers that like this platform for these reasons because maybe they teach math and they need to write on a, like a whiteboard because trying to type mathematic problems right, yes. is not fun. No, exactly. Um, so, and then another set of teachers will pick something that works for English or whatever. And so instead of one platform across the district, you wind up with pockets of platforms. Sure. So, you know, the disadvantage, the advantage there being the, the platform that's chosen by that teacher probably makes a lot of sense from an right. educational standpoint. Sure. The disadvantage being the students themselves are now burdened with learning this platform and that platform and the other platform. They move to a different class and all of a sudden they have to go, okay, what app is this? I don't know. Okay. Is that installed on my device? Okay, do I have to sign in here? You wind up moving the burden off the teacher, which is a great thing. Um, but you put it down onto the students and partially also up to the technology department sure. side because you've yeah. got to go, okay, now I've got to have this app over here and that app over there, and oh, I, what are the requirements for both of these? So there's there's overhead involved. Well, um, and then and to that, by extension, you also have the support side of that. Oh, yeah. So the tech department then theoretically has to support all these different platforms. Right. You upgrade the latest version of the, of the operating system, and okay, now I've got to test 14 different applications right. yes. to see if it's going to break everything. Right. right. Yeah, so... That being one of the disadvantages of this sort of scattered um, pockets of platforms. If you enforce a single platform overall, maybe it doesn't work so great in specific instances in specific classrooms. Sure. Um, but you have consistency. So the teachers and students, they know the procedure to log in, that sort of thing. The tech department knows what they have to support, that sort of thing. And particularly with something that deals with something uh, something that you have to interchange between people so like documents pictures okay email sure. i think that's really where platform is is justified the the strongest if that makes sense mm -hmm. sure because you know we've just recently i i got an email from a teacher who will remain unnamed that was a it was a, a pages document and in the pages document there were uh spreadsheets so 
I had to track down a copy of pages to open it up. And then it wasn't even a document. It was multiple spreadsheets. And then I was winding up copying that into Google Docs. And so whenever you start to split up a platform that would be best to have centralized for the, just the, the distribution of documents or the distribution of files or even standardized logins. Because sure. we all know we've got way too many usernames <laughs> and passwords. Right, right. So I think that's really where platform is, is the most justified, is anytime you've got a, a, a need for cross-compatibility, just to, just to keep things sane and to keep things where you can, where people can collaborate. Right. Yeah. So I think that's that's somewhere where if even if you are a district where you, you're very, quote-unquote, bottom-up, where you're very classroom-driven, where you're, the teachers make a lot of the technology <clears> decisions, <throat> which is great, should probably choose, in my opinion, a, a single standardized platform that everybody uses that, where it matters for interchanging files, email, that sort of thing. Yeah, I agree. I think, well, I, I do... But the, I think the issue that you run into is once, once you choose a particular platform, and I don't care what the platform is, you get anchored it's in it. very quickly, well, not only do you get anchored in it, but then you start to find out what the shortcomings are. Oh, yeah. And then it's kind of like, well, crud, we chose the wrong platform. I right. see that now. So now, you know, do we completely have scrap to it scrap move, it and start or... to a new platform? Right. Do we Do we roll both platforms and say, okay, yeah, we picked this one, but it, I see where we can't really do X, Y, Z. So we're going to implement this other for X, Y, Z. Well, and that's, now we've no now we're no longer even standardized worse, exactly. on one then, platform. Then you've then you've gone backwards because then you yeah. then your teachers aren't making the decisions, so you lo- you've lost the benefit of classroom specificity, and then you've also lost the benefit of having a single platform. Right, so, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Dude, that so. brings up the point of of planning and preparation. That, yes, but absolutely true. It, true. And, and here's the really interesting part that's happening with all that. Um, very few schools and school districts and educational organizations, you know, pick a group of people that are co- completely diversified in what they have in their system to help define what they need right. in a platform. Right. Here's the next bad part about that. Pretty much by the time you figure out the platform you need and you choose that platform, at the rate that technology is changing. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's outdated. Let's move to something yeah, else. Yeah, well, are the one that you didn't choose because of this actually now has the feature that you're right. looking for. Now, right. us being an early adopter of the iPad, right. we can tell you that We came every in, what, like year, iOS 4 or yeah. something? <laughs> yeah, well, everything, every year, we, we get to say three or four times during the year, Hold on, that's is, coming in the next version. Right, right. exactly. And right. you know, and we we can actually say we're we're finally at a point where all the stuff that we needed four years ago is now pretty much there. Here, yes, right. exactly. Sure. You know, and and so we were early adopters. So now it's like, do you trash that whole thing and go with something less that's easier and cheaper, or do we keep moving forward knowing that it's going to continue? We've to got the workhorse that we're looking for, and we've now found all the caveats with it because right. no matter what which one platform that you choose there will always even, be caveats there are even if you've even right. if you've spent the whole summer with a group of your diversified staff sure. figuring out which one we need and what's going to be the easiest to do and let's train on this and get this done 
you're going to hit 75 potholes in the first two yeah. months. Edge cases, always All edge cases. So see, really? I, there's the one that, you know, and I always say, I mean, you and I, we've been, in, I've been in education a long time. Mm-hmm. And I always say, if you haven't given it at least three years, then you don't have the data to back Right. Any decisions you're making about what you're doing. Because the first year you push it out, you're going to have technical issues. That's just a given. given. The second year you push it out, people are still going to be learning the system after getting over the technical issues. Like, oh, this button never worked before, but now it works, and now, now I can actually click it, and now I need to figure out what it does. Right. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, the third year is whenever you're just finally starting to get everything working smoothly. So, yeah, I totally agree with, the, like, the three-year rollout in most cases for most sort of platforms-related yeah. mm-hmm. stuff. And, and unfortunately education <laughs> tends to operate in two-year cycles. Yes. I mean, it really does. Repeatedly. I, you know, over and over and over, and over, and over yes, again. Yes, exactly. And, and then not only over and over and over again, but then that, that two-year cycle of changing things itself is cyclical so that right. eventually <laughs> you end up you know, turning back to something that you already had right. six, eight years ago, and had you just stuck with it, right. it, it, you know, it might have. Yes. Help solve the problem. Yes. Platform uh, you know. platform thrash, always looking for the silver bullet. Right. Education, we have seen in so many times, in so many places, is we're so silver bullet driven, where it's like, oh, look, new shiny thing. This will solve all of <laughs> our problems. Right. It solves all the problems. And right over here. What blew my, what has always blown my mind so much in what I've seen in, in public schools and even in private schools and that sort of thing is so often we'll buy somebody else's solution. Like, you know, new tech or e, uh, uh, East program or sure. or whatever. When where those things got started was probably a little school district where they they bought a whole bunch of other things. And they went, none of this stuff works. Let's come up with our own thing. <laughs> exactly. And then, but trying to copy that and and ship an idea because that's what it really what it is. You, you know, take Echo New Tech Network for instance. I remember whenever I went up uh, to the the conference or the kickstart or whatever it was called with a handful of our teachers and one of our administrators we were looking to implement the new tech network at Hope Public Schools and they had a technical class for the tech people which was basically here's the website and here's the buttons you click um, <laughs> and then the rest of the classes I I got through the through the technical class and I, I, I started kind of tagging along in the non-technical classes and I was I really had a hard time understanding what it was exactly we were buying because it looked to me like we were buying an idea. And that blew my mind yeah. because <laughs> it's like, why can't we come up with our own idea? Yeah. I, yeah. Growing up uh, as, as a homeschool kid, my mother never saw a piece of curic- curriculum that she did not modify. I mean, absolutely everything sure. was customized to the nth degree. I mean, it was it was always a conglomeration of this textbook here and a little bit of this book here, and then go, go out to the library. And we we were crazy library patrons. We would max out our <laughs> library cards and come out with you know we were like eight years old with armloads of books from chin to fingertips. <laughs> and and so this this idea of buying somebody else's just an idea. It, it doesn't make sense to me. I, I think so often we we either downplay the talent that we have within our districts to actually come up with our own solutions, or we've gotten into this sort of rut of this cycle where it's like, oh, let's buy somebody else's idea because that last idea that we bought didn't work. Well, I, and and to that end, though, by the same token, and and this uh, and and I think you kind of hit the nail on the head. You know, it why why didn't we come up with this ourselves? 
because we didn't come up with it ourselves. I mean, right. I, as simple as that sounds, right? I, I truly believe that sometimes you do have to look outside yourselves to get the sure. idea. Now, oh, the yeah. question is, once you've seen the idea, at that point, do you buy that idea and modify it and customize it? Or do you take that idea and go, okay, I got the general gist of what you're doing. Let's develop our own thing. Right. And I will tell you part of the problem, at least what I see, I, I see two main issues. One is, frankly, time, right? This one is already packaged, ready to right. go. I don't have time to come back here right. and take that idea and build it. I just right. don't have, you know, we don't have, when, when are we going to do that? Right, exactly. And then, frankly, the money involved. Well. Sometimes it is cheaper to purchase a prepackaged solution rather than try to grow one from the ground up. Right. Even yeah. if you have all the time in the world, the time, the money involved with paying folks to do it and buying right. the stuff, and especially if you are going to do a homegrown solution where you're not exactly sure what it is you're doing, so you go and you buy this part and that part and this piece and this and that piece, right. and it turns out that, okay, well, two of those pieces really didn't fit what we were doing, so now right. I need two other pieces. Right. Well, yeah, but you just spent 100 grand on these right. other two pieces. What, you know, but what see, are but we the doing? Interesting of we, education as a service has perpetuated what we're doing. And when that started happening, when, we, when schools started buying educational services, right. Right. you know, it, it goes all the way back to the 70s. Let's buy the SRA so that the kids can read them and take the test at the back of them. And sure. I'm on the greens. And that, that's been going on for some time. But in that view, that was pretty low tech. And the teacher could easily consume that. Right. We've hit the point, though, where... Everything's repackaged. Every, yeah. And, yeah. And Lesson plans. The other sad part is... Everything. Is that, right. Yeah. I don't think the people... I, I think a lot of entities that are giving us platforms to build curriculum off of, they know nothing about us. Right. And that's and the so, problem. And, that's, and I agree with Greg in the fact that... It, but see, and then the time mm -hmm. to right. take us to figure out which platform we needed to steal from, you know, <laughs> to take and then modify for ourselves, it really kills us. And I think beyond just time and money, I think part of the, the reason that we don't see this happen more often is the fact that we don't have a role. We don't have a, a, a person that we hire to do that job. <clears throat> We, we spread that role over multiple people. So you've got... Thank you, Greg, for giving us that one. <laughs> <laughs> you spread that role over, you've got your curriculum coordinator, and you've got your site principals, and you've got... There's not like a single person who is head of design for rolling that out, because it's a mix of actual, you know, administration on the site from the principal side, and it's a mix of curriculum, and what we're, and it's a mix of PD. There's not really a single role where we go, we go to that person and we give them the authority to say, okay, build this thing, design it from top to bottom, and then lay out how we're supposed to implement it. Right. That's why well, it, 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 lows, it lows Home Depot, lows. you don't go to the Lawn and Garden Center and ask them about PVC pipe for your, your toilet. Right. Because same building, two separate things. Right. And, and unfortunately, education, due to money constraints and other things, <laughs> you know, we have to stack hats on other people. Right. Therefore, creating an, an issue where nothing ever gets us to that exact point, and we keep looping. And then, as David said, every two years, I have a thought. I'll try something. Right. Okay. Uh, so, but being the Halloween show, I'll play devil's advocate here. All right, so taking... <laughs> Seven points. Where are my steely, my steely knives? Just a second. All right, so... Yeah, that's right. So uh, taking your example, though, you're talking about having one person at a district. Presumably, let's just call this person a curriculum designer, 
Okay. Right. So some districts they actually have that person. Yeah, okay. they do. Yeah. Taking taking that 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 we should have one person that we can go to who who it can who has the authority to design all that stuff, with the Lowe's Home Depot, right? So the problem is there, as far as I know, there is not somebody at Lowe's or Home Depot who is in that same kind of curriculum design. There's not somebody at Home Depot who knows all of it. Right. Exactly. Oh, no, now maybe there is. But but he, I, I have not seen and, that. And so if there is, he's not the person I whose think role Greg, that is. Yeah. It's just like he just happens to know. He just happens I, to I know. I think where Greg's going with that is, you know, I've I've been years about a technology curriculum coordinator. Right. Sure. And that person is a liaison between the hard hat techs right, sitting us. in the tech office right. and the hard hat curriculum folks sitting in the curriculum office. Sure. And there's three pe- there's three organizations who hold the three keys to the kingdom right. so that we can get it open. Hey, listen, we're going to take a quick break. I know I break hate time. to do that to you. Um, uh, oh, it's my phone that's getting low battery mode. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> no battery mode? What's that about? <laughs> so listen, we're going to take a quick break, and uh, we're going to hear a little AESA promo for uh, coming up in December. David and I will be in New Orleans doing the AESA uh, conference. Yeah. So uh, we'll be right back with some more EduTech Guys Radio. Join EduTech Guys Live from the 30th Annual AESA Conference in New Orleans, December 2nd through the 5th. We'll be providing day-by-day coverage as we talk with presenters, attendees, and members of education service agencies from around the nation. Get rid of the noise and listen to the music with EduTech Guys Live, December 2nd through the 5th. Brought to you by Southwest Arkansas Education Cooperative, Hope Public Schools, and the Association of Education Service Agencies. Welcome back. Uh, as Jeff mentioned, we are going to be in uh, New Orleans. New Orleans. New Orleans. <laughs> uh, December 2nd through the 4th, as you uh, just heard. Um, before that, though, we will be at SWOW, which is Schools Without Walls, in Hot Springs on November 8th. And uh, we're going to do a complete program there. Oh, I, I say complete. It's going to be... Um, very interesting. It'll be beta. It won't, it'll crash all the time. Oh, not that kind of program. <laughs> oh, there you go. Greg gets a point. Woo! Uh, but uh, we will be at uh, Schools Without Walls uh, November 8th. And then um, we are currently in the process of working out the details to be at the Arkansas Rock City Regional Contest of the first robotics program. Not like the Ooh. first one ever. It's called FIRST. Ah. Stands for something. Uh, it's an acronym, of course. Uh, and that is in early March, uh, and it's like a major deal. That's a, that's a, a, a nationwide program. They have <laughs> contests uh, in different uh, areas around the country. They all compete, and then there's the national finals in St. Louis, which we might also end up at. <laughs> we don't know. Um, but, uh, yeah, so uh, that's going to be in uh, early March. So uh, we got a lot of cool stuff coming on. Uh, where EduTech Guys is going to be. And then the other side of that is who's coming to EduTech Guys. Hey, we got a lot of upcoming guests coming on. November 18th, you don't want to miss Susan Gilly. If you know Susan Gilly, you're in Arkansas, you know Susan Gilly. So um, <laughs> no. she is a she's a Google Apps expert and a certified trainer, and she's going to be on the show. And you, if you're not... If you know people that don't listen to the show and you want to ask questions, that's the show you want to be a part of. Yeah. And uh, possibly in that show, we'll be using a new technology platform just to play with called Blab, where you can actually Mm -hmm. come in uh, and and ask questions in a live call-in interview session. Uh, November November 25th, Andrea Keller. 
She is the previous winner of the Texas Computer Education Agency Classroom Teacher of the Year Award. Man, that's amazing. Great. <laughs> we'll talk to her about connected classrooms along with some of the other things she's up to. Um, gonna, that's going to be a, a wonderful show. And then on December 16th, we actually f- are getting Dave Burgess in here finally. Uh, yes. we've, we've been after him for some time. And uh, he's the founder of Teach Like a Pirate Movement. And uh, if you haven't seen that book out there or, or, or found the movement, just look up Dave Burgess on the Internet. Yes. Uh, we'll post something on the Twitter here in just a second. The um, uh, to, and Teach Like a Pirate Movement. So uh, really exciting stuff happening for us over the next year and over the rest of the, this year. And um, you should definitely tune in. Hey, I tell you what, you're listening to radio.edutechguys.com. Um, we're going to take a quick break and feature an artist uh, this week. Uh, nice little song. This is the Carlos Jobim tune, Wave by. Um, we'll talk about who it's by when it comes back. Hope you like it. Be right back.
Hey, that was uh, our featured artist of the week. We featured him before. It's Zung Xiang Ding. He's from Adelaide, Australia. Uh, we played his song back a few shows called Isn't She Lovely. Um, it's one that we used when we were, uh, first came on the air. Oh. Uh, guitar player. He's a wonderful. I remember you can that. Oh, wait, no, I wasn't here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you can I, I was and don't remember. <laughs> <laughs> you can find him on SoundCloud, and um, I'll post his, uh, I'll post his uh, name here again in just a second. It's one that... You know, you might have to have spelled for you. Zung Ziang Ding. Um, that, that, yeah, that's yeah. outside of my skill set. Phenomenal, phenomenal guitar player. So uh, I will post it up later. Hey, listen, uh, we're going to start wrapping up the show. Um, Wrap it up. Let's finish up with the topic we were talking about today, platforms and hardware right. with integration into the classroom. So wrap-up points, what do you think? When and where do you do we pick a platform? Right. I think that's the. I think that's going to be a different answer per district you know, you know I, I'll, I'll chime in there and say that I think when and where you pick a platform is definitely way ahead of when you plan on rolling out that platform. absolutely so first and I, foremost if you're doing please it June, God yeah if you're doing it June 1st it's too late yes June 1st is too late yes I mean it's one of these things I think it's you start talking about it in the fall yes and then in the spring when you hit January that's when you go okay let's dig into this thing right. so that by the time you're at June 1st you're prepping for PD that's going to start in July or August. Sure. Right. sure. And, and, and all that ready. comes back to having a plan. Yep. Working out, okay, here's the steps of how we're going to evaluate it. Here's who's going yep. to evaluate it. Here's how, was, how we're going to roll it out. Here's the PD that we're going to need for it before we ever start talking about. Yeah. Okay, we've, cho we've chosen a platform. No, we need the PD, you know. So I think when and where means a point in time, I would say soon. <laughs> yes. Early. Yes. So uh, who's going to be picking our platform? Right. I think that varies from district to district. I mean, if you've got some on-fire teachers uh, and they, they have a platform that they like, I think, it's, I think it behooves the tech departments and administration, or it should behoove the tech department and administration, to, to actually check with your teachers before you go, okay, we're going to use Google Apps or Office 365 or whatever. Sure. Um, just because, you know, so, so often we're out of the loop from the education side where you know we're, we're buried in servers and cables and right, racks right. and it's like oh look this has a, a one-click deployment well that's top of my list right there <laughs> <That's> right. <laughs> so you know that's i think i think that has that's a big factor in in who picks the platform and, um, and i think ideally if if that who could be a group of people oh absolutely you know representation right. from each of the different areas you know well, you know and this puts this puts your administration especially with where we've moved today, um, here in Arkansas, we're using Bloomboard now. Mm. And, you know, we're, the whole country is down on teachers. Mm. Right. And so right. We're, we're constantly monitoring them and adjusting them and, you know, right. Right. evaluating them and figuring things out. Yes. So in that line, I think that our administration are at the point that they should be able to come in and go, I want to nominate this person because they're very strong, and I want to nominate this person because they're middle of the road, right. and they I want to nominate this person because they're a novice. Right. And... That's the three things. I think you're looking for three people from each of your divisions, say right. K-12, K-4, you know, 5-6, middle school, right. high school, that kind of thing. So that, that would be my opinion. So there's a great question. How do we fix the problems related to the first two choices? Like, so, yeah, so if you, if you do have your teachers or whatever pick the platform, like say you were a district that was very – teacher strong or whatever, and they picked a bunch of <coughs> platforms. How do, we, how do we fix the problems related to, okay, we've got a whole bunch of platforms and nobody knows what they're doing. Right. Or if we pushed out one platform and it's not working, how do we evaluate that? How do we make sure that we're not 
as tech people or as administration or as teachers, not pigeonholing ourselves into odd problems along these sort of sort of roles. I think that's a really tricky question. I was going to say, how you do know, you answer that? I, I've, I've, <laughs> See, yeah, you're right. I think how do you that, answer that particular question? Because so often we, we hear these silver bullet, you know, so like, oh, here's the new big thing that will solve right. all your problems. And then we don't talk about, you know, we don't, we're always taking the silver bullet and dragging it in. We're never going like, okay, here's our problems. Ding, 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 ding. How right. do we fix those? We're just right. like we know bringing in a solution. The three of sure. us, the way we work is that when we start a project, the very first thing that ever happens is somebody plays Dev Lag. <laughs> before we even I don't have, know who that go, would be. <laughs> before we even have three to five points, we're already nay-naying the first two. Right. And, and I, but that's a good thing. Yes. Because we're actually answering that last question right. in, the pro, in the production process. Right. And I think when you go into that first one, when and where, and you know how you're going to pick it, right. part of that has to be in that time frame to say, okay, what do you think? The right. first problems we're going to have when we see that, you know, right. is which teacher is going to say, "No, this isn't the golden, you know, this isn't the golden rule. This isn't the right. silver bullet." So I think that that can be addressed at the front end also. Yes, you before know. again, like you said, before you're in rollout, please. Well, and you know, by the same token, uh, I, I'm sure many folks who are listening may already be in a situation where they've got a platform and they're not sure is this working, not working. And I think right. in that particular case, to answer that question, how do we fix it? I think it, the the first thing you have to ask yourself: Do we have a problem? Right? Is there a problem? Right. You know, it, are things working? Is it okay? And frankly, that's you know, get your feet on the ground and, and ask folks. And right. by that, I mean, you know, you could whip out a, a, some kind of a, a Google online form or whatever. survey or, exactly. yeah, you know, exactly. And just, and, and ask, is this working? Uh, you know, what are how are you using it? Yeah. What are the but, shortfalls? And even then, I mean, even if you don't wind up changing platforms, like you send out the survey and you get responses back and you see that there are, okay, complaints about this, that, or the other, even, even if it doesn't mean you change your platform, that's going to inform you to like, okay, we need to shore up the wireless or we need more PD on this because apparently people are having trouble understanding it or something along those lines. Right. So even if it doesn't inform your change of platform, it does inform, it, it gives you visibility into the things that aren't working well. Right, exactly. And yeah. oftentimes, especially whenever you're, you know, a big district with a small tech department or, you know, where people don't always see all the different pieces as they're working, right. you, you lose visibility of, okay, oh, that's smoking over there and nobody's paying attention to it. Right, exactly. And, and, I, and I think the, the idea of building PD around a platform you already have based on issues that you discover is right. I think that's perfect. That's one of the things that we do here at the Education Service Center. We put out a survey every year asking folks, you know, especially from the tech side, you know, are you using this first of all? Would you like to use this? If you are using this, what problems are you having with it? What do you like about it? What don't you like about it? And then we try as best we can to develop professional development around the responses yeah. that we get. Now, our area is very broad. You know, we've right. got nine school districts, so right. it's a little tougher to hone in on some of that. Right. But individually, districts are starting to do that for yeah. themselves. And I think that's a huge step in answering that particular question. But you know, you just hit something that the educational service centers can do for schools, is that right. that all starts with a broad hit. And right. let the educational service centers hit that broad hit for sure. them early in the process. Yes. And then they can hone in on the finer points sure. throughout the summer 
or at the end of the, the semester before they actually apply this. Yeah, right. absolutely. Hey, listen, we're getting close to the end of time. Um, we always like to throw out a little Google something. Oh, you want to throw out something? Oh, throw I, out the robots. I stuff. did want to throw out one thing. Yeah, I forgot back when I was talking about all the stuff uh, Edutech guys is doing. One of the really cool things that Southwest Arkansas Education Cooperative has just signed on to, um, we are now, before we were the exclusive Arkansas education reseller for the double robotics robot um, for remote telepresence, that kind of thing, um, mobile remote, uh, remote telepresence. And now we signed an agreement and we are actually a, the authorized reseller and distributor of double robotics robots in the state. So oh, wow. if somebody in Arkansas wants to buy a double robotics robot, it's coming through us. It's anybody. 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 And it's awesome. I mean, yeah. it's very cool. Well, here pretty soon we're going to have some more stuff on robotics because yes. we're, we're moving forward pretty <laughs> quickly with it. I want to throw one quick thing out here. We always like to give you a little Google something. You Google know. something. Google, Google a little Google something. There Get is you a something great nice. Piece. Some of you might know about it. We just, I just found out about it. And it's called Google Keep. Uh, look ah, it up. Yes. K-E-E-P. I don't want to compare it to something that it's like. But, but he's going to. It's, it's not, I, <laughs> he doesn't I'm not want going to, to, but he's going to. What's neat about it, the app, it runs on Android, iOS, Chrome, and there's a web version, so you can tie it directly into your current Google apps that you're using. It syncs between all devices. The cool part about it is, is that the app itself lets you do notes, lists, photos, and you can actually leave audio. Now, here's where it gets even cool. Each individual piece can be shared with whoever you want to share it with. So if you right. make a grocery list, right. you can share it with your spouse or your children. If you make an audio note, you can share it with your principal or your curriculum coordinator. I mean, there's it's a pretty neat piece. That and is very cool. I, and, and I highly recommend it to take a look at. It's Since it's, it's syncing constantly, you can pull it up. While you're running your Chrome right. or your web version or on IE. And, and there's the, the benefit <laughs> of, of platform right there. If you've already got students and faculty in Google Apps, you've got one more tool that just works. And there's a really neat piece is that a teacher can make a quick note with an audio or a list and share it with her classroom from Google Keep. Right. That's, That's cool. the way that works. Awesome. You know, instantly. So, yeah. hey, listen, uh, you have been listening to the Halloween you. show. You. Spooky boo. Everybody, <laughs> we won't see you until next week. Be careful out there. Uh, don't eat unwrapped candy. <laughs> uh, hey, listen, uh, we've had a great day today. Please check us out on the web, www.edutechguys.com. You can always listen to us at radio.edutechguys.com and catch us on the iTunes podcast store. Hey, have a great Halloween. We'll see you next week. This is Jeff Madlock. I'm David Henderson. And I'm that guy over here in the corner, Greg Moore. <laughs> been listening to edutech guys radio radio.edutechguys.com the opinions expressed on the site this program for those of participants is not intended to and do not necessarily reflect the opinions of any specific educational entity sponsor company state or government agency there are lots of solutions out there for giving students what they need when they need it but do they actually do all those things? You need flexible time. When added into your master schedule, flex time enables students to get extra help or intervention, meet with teachers, make up work, get physical exercise, and try new enrichment offerings. If you're thinking of giving it a try, check out My Flex Learning, which unlocks the benefits of flex time without the common challenges. Its intuitive design and SIS integration makes implementation and training a breeze. Make your flex time work for you. Visit myflexlearning.com forward slash BE to learn more and receive $500 off your first year. That's myflexlearning.com forward slash BE.
Do you want to save time on prep work? Increase achievement for all student populations? Reliably meet tier one standards? You, you can, can do, do it, it all. all. But B- don't waste another minute. Head straight to IXL.com BE to learn how IXL's research-proven teaching and learning platform can help you achieve all these goals. That's IXL.com forward slash BE.